What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Clinch Podcast. First and foremost, I want to um, apologize for my absence the last couple of weeks. Um, if you knew the circumstances, you'd excuse me. <laughs> but um, the point is, is if you're back and you're listening, I really appreciate you um, coming back and, and not being scared off by the lack of content. I know it sucks and it's so unprofessional um, and it's definitely not something that I will continue to do, I promise. <laughs> so I'm, I'm excited to be back and, you know, talking fights with you guys. A, a lot of my friends and I have still been talking about the fights, um, not on the podcast, obviously, um, but just, you know, messaging back and forth. So I've still been in, in touch with what's been going on lately, 100%. I just haven't had the time, unfortunately, to sit down and record. So with all that being said, I am back <laughs> and I'm ready to have some fun talking about the fights. So I'm obviously not going to be going over every single fight I never do, but especially this time, I'm really only going over the ones that I still find memorable. Um, with 38-39 and then UFC Vegas, Marvin versus, uh, versus Costa, that one will be a little bit more in depth because it, it's more recent. So, um, with, we'll start, we'll go ahead and just start with UFC Vegas 39 and as I was just editing my show notes and stuff, it is, most of the, the notes are regarding the female fights that have happened over the past few weekends. And if that's not something that interests you, um, A, that's unfortunate, and, and B, you know, feel free to, you know, just go ahead and skip this episode. But um, the first few fights are definitely going to be female fights with maybe one or two <laughs> uh, dude fights. Is that derogatory? Dude fights? I don't know. <laughs> uh, but we're going to go ahead and just jump in. The one I wanted to start with was Sabina Mazo versus Maria uh, Agapova. Or Agapova. I was really, really excited for this one because I adore Agapova's performances just in general. I really think like her strikes are laser focused and she has a fantastic ability to aim and fire where she wants to, which is always just fun to see as a fan. Um, I know it still must take an incredible amount of, of skill, you know, in any kind of aspect of the sport, but also in, in this kind of striking specifically, because you don't know exactly what is trained for with like football or basketball, you know, you have a basic way like that the game starts and what positions take place after whether it be like a certain foul or whatever the case may be like they move in formations and uniform formation form formations <laughs> formations so with mma or any kind of combat sport it's not really like that so these are the kinds of things I think about when I see a tactic or when I see something that a fighter does that really sticks out to me or something that I think, you know, looks amazing and looks effortless, but you know, it's not, you know, so that's just, you know, something that I think about when, you know, if, for example, when I made the observation of how 
Agapo Agapova strikes. I'm so sorry, I keep mispronouncing her name. Um, when her strikes are being laser focused and the ability to like pick and choose your shots, um, that's a great example of what I need to look out for and the things that I like to look out for. So I'm mumbling now. So um, I really liked how she jumped into that choke. You know, she really is a flyer. Uh, it was a fantastic finish, you know, spotless finish. She has really amazing uh, mental like processing time, which I've mentioned in other episodes is another thing that I'm, I really admire about fighters is how quickly they're able to process certain situations. Um, I was just blown away. I was really touched also by her post-fight interview and I loved her call out of Moreau's. I think that's, that is a fight. I think that is definitely the fight to make. And also I always kind of preface my episodes with a warning and an apology. Um, you guys hear that in the background. I'm so sorry. Um, my, the dude is back. Uh, my boyfriend is back there <laughs> in the kitchen, um, cooking. And if you've ever seen him in person or even just a picture, he's a large dude. He's a very large dude. So everything he does, he does with like huge bear paws. So, um, but the food's going to turn out great. He and I were, uh, were great cooks. So I, that's the sound you hear in the background. I, I'm so, so, so sorry. Um, but you also, also should be jealous <laughs> because the food I'm about to eat is going to be banging. Um, so back to the fights we have, uh, the next one I want to talk about, obviously I have to, um, Mackenzie Dern versus Marina Rodriguez. Marina is a striking marvel. There's no doubt in my mind that, you know, that's not going to continue propelling her at an exponential rate. But I also feel like Mackenzie's striking is much better. She's showing a consistent improvement in her striking. And I feel like it, you could, you could see it in that fight. Like it was displayed that night, obviously against a much better striker. But it, the fact that she was able to show the level of defense or just the, the level of striking that she had against someone who is like an insane striker and for her to still be able to show that she'd improved is, uh, is amazing. Um, I think Marina trained really smart in her defense against Dern's um, submission attempts. I think that obviously that's what you needed to do. If you're fighting Mackenzie Dern, I think at the end of round one, Mackenzie had the chance to end in a submission, you know, but she went for the ground and pound. She chose, you know, to go for the ground and pound in that moment instead, which, you know, is nothing but a learning experience, right? I'm, I'm sure, and you could see it there if you were watching the fight that, you know, maybe she most likely got into that situation and was immediately like, oh, Shouldn't have done that. <laughs> Shouldn't have done that. But we all have those moments, you know, athlete or not. We all have those, especially athletes in that moment because it's such a high-intensity situation, you know. So nothing but respect for both of them. I I think with both these women, I'm really excited to see who they each get next. I mean, I would honestly love to see Rose and Mackenzie grapple if they get the opportunity. Um if, you know, Mackenzie is able to attain, you know, that, that opportunity, I would love to see that kind of grappling match. 
and you know Rose is, you know, one of my favorite or if not my actual favorite of all time. You know, but I, I would love to see that challenge for her. I'm not saying I think Mackenzie would win. I'm not saying I think she'll lose. I will say I think Rose will win. <laughs> you know, but I I just think it would be a really cool thing to see her, especially coming off, you know, um, knockout wins and striking heavy wins. I would love to see Rose get that kind of challenge. Um, I still think that Mackenzie's corner was really brilliant in the fight, especially when he said, you know, you have to believe in yourself because I think that was the main issue in her striking. You can kind of read it on their faces sometimes. You know, she'd striked better before. And so it definitely lied like in the mental game of Mackenzie Dern, and just in my opinion. And with Marina, you could see that her confidence did grow more. Um, once she saw Mackenzie's hesitation. And I would love to see Marina against Joanna, you know, just because I really think that would highlight each other's striking and, you know, has the potential to be a really solid, like, high-paced banger. So I'd love to see that fight. So um, we're going to go ahead and move on to UFC V40. And for this one, we will start with Lupi Godinez. Aragatinez versus Luana Carolina. A well-calculated well performance by both women. It, it went very tit-for-tat, and even though there was kind of on the slower end, like pace-wise, it was still a watcher just because of the back-and-forth like chess match they had going on. And to follow with, uh, mm, I already forgot, Manon Furo. I'm probably butchering that. I, I really do try. Uh, versus my Bueno Silva. Very fun, fun fight. I loved Fear's pace. She has a very high volume and was able to maintain that volume fairly well throughout the fight. I think she has a potential to set up a high pace fight for Valentina. I'm not saying, again, <laughs> that I think Fiero would win. I'm just saying I, I just want to see it like pacing matchups and just different kind of um, matchups for these women because they seem to present a lot of challenges for you know the women ranked below them you know just so you have to really think about what kinds of things would make a good fight you know just a, a good challenge instead of these fights where you know Val and Amanda are just blowing through these women so um just something that I like to think about. And we do have a guy fight next that I took notes for. <laughs> um, Jim Miller versus Eric Gonzalez, obviously. Both men got rocked not just once, but a few times in just the first round. So I knew that however it ended, it was going to be a great fight. Um, the knockout was without a doubt the coldest finish of the night. I mean, watch it back and try to disagree with me. Um, I challenge you. It was just, it was so amazing. It was so good. Um, absolutely beautiful left hand. It was textbook for Jim. So uh, just a pleasure to, to watch another one of his fights. And the main event for that one was Aspen Lad versus Norma Dumont. There is a whole debacle regarding Aspen Lad. And just because this is my first episode back after you know a couple weeks I, I don't want to dive too much into it now if that is something that you all would like to hear about 
please let me know um, and I will gladly put it in another episode. But for now, we'll just talk about the fight. Um, Norma had excellent boxing in that fight. It was really fun for me to watch. You know, she really knew how to keep Aspen on the outside. And I don't think that Aspen posed a real threat um, other than the end of round four. Um, other than that, I don't think she, like I said, posed too much of a, too much of a threat for Norma throughout the rest of the fight. Um, Norma is, you know, one of the most exciting featherweights, in my opinion. I, I would go for it and, you know, see how she fares against Amanda after Amanda fights Jillian Pena. I mean, we'll, we'll see, obviously, what happens with that fight. And it, I think either way, there's not many other women at 45 that excite me as much as Norma, you know, whether that be recency bias or whatever the case may be. Um, I, I still think it would be cool to see her fight Holly Holm, you know, after Holly Holm is recovered and all that. But, you know, as of right now, why not? <laughs> why not just give Amanda someone, you know, coming off a good win, you know? So obviously we'll, we'll see what happens after she fights Pena. Um, and then let's go ahead and just jump into um, UFCB. I'm, I'm saying that like it's a thing. Oh, UFCV. We're going to go on to UFCV. I'm so lame. I'm sorry, guys. UFC Vegas. <laughs> uh, Marvin versus Vittori. For this one, we'll go ahead and jump in with Tabitha Ritchie versus Maria Oliveira. A fun fight beginning to end. I'd love to see Maria mash up with Tisha. Uh, Tisha Torres just for the like sparkiness <laughs> and the pace potential of that fight. I know the fight doesn't make sense for Tisha um, at all. Tisha, you know, deserves, you know, that track to the title, but like just in like in my head, you know, I just think that would be a fun um, fan fight to watch for sure. And Richie herself was a really like fun fighter to watch too. You know, she was she was really engaging uh, she had great control great control the whole time you know so it was just really a good fight for me it was just a refreshing uh beginning to what would be a night of controversy dun, dun, dun. just kidding I'm, I'm so sorry my my um humor's off today i'm really sorry about that um yeah yeah thanks for listening this far and if you haven't cringed yet thank you um moving on to mason jones versus david onama so this fight really took flight early on obviously and that action initiated by jones uh but defended well by david onama um the pressure i think got to onama in the second round but you know he he had an incredible ability to recover in just a fantastic and entertaining way. It just shows like heaps of grit and defense preparation, you know, so both like nature and nurture, I guess, you know, he, it could, you could tell that he had the grit to come back, but he also had the training to do so as well and put that to action. Um, all of that I think is really important part of Fight IQ, you know, so really, really a lot of, really really <laughs> a lot of credit to him i mean you know for for being able to recover like that and you know great combinations throughout the fight from both men 
I got a bit annoying to hear the bias from Mike on the commentary, uh, Michael Bisping. Um, if you, it's pretty recent enough that some of you might remember if you pay attention to things like that, like me, because I'm a nerd. <laughs> so that got a bit annoying. I don't really like to hear the commentators get too biased, but you know, he, he was having pride. Um, no, nothing wrong with that in, in the context that he was having it. It was just, you know, feeling, feeling pride, I guess, that night. So, um, I overall really do enjoy Mike on the commentating booth, but just that night was really annoying. Uh, Jones was really able to take control of the takedowns, obviously, in his favor. You know, I, I don't remember what the percentage was, but I'm close, I'm, you know, in the 90s range. Um, the way he was able to be, be able to do that just showed his his strength um just the raw strength that he has um and on the other hand onama has really gorgeous striking volume even after being down um with that knee to the head he was still able to you know keep his cognitive function or whatever <laughs> you know to be able to perform as well as he did after that and jones was just he had that definite physical powerful ability and had gorgeous uh, grappling you know but I was actually more impressed by Onama you know I'm a striking girl I guess I'm striking kind of girl <laughs> so obviously that's going to enamor me more than um, your standard grappler I'm not saying it, it wasn't outstanding I'm just saying what kind of interested me more and that was Onama so, moving along, we have Park versus Rodriguez. It was just a, a really good, like, classic clasher. I'm pretty sure the men at the booth um, said something along the lines of it being, like, a classic kind of back and forth, and I totally agree. Um, Park's pace and volume was just monstrous. <laughs> it was insane. And, you know, Gregory's judo throw in round two was so satisfying. I love judo those. I think they're so cool. I like, this is so sick. This is so sick and I know it, but sometimes I have these like, oh my gosh, this is gonna sound so naughty. <laughs> these dark fantasies. <laughs> it's not like kinky or anything. I just have like these like dark fantasies that like someone like tries to sneak up behind me and I like throw them or like some like, Karen is like trying to fight me or something and I like throw them like like a good old judo throw is that sick or like is it normal is it normal and then you guys don't want to be the weird ones to say oh I think it too if you are I think I think you are I think I think everyone has those like dark fantasies or maybe like fantasies of, of the wrong word maybe it's like I think of situations like what would I do if like someone came up behind me it would look so badass if I just like yanked him like a good old judo throw but um I'm just getting way off topic I'm just trying to make you guys feel as weird as I do so hopefully it's working <laughs> so uh, back to the fight it was just it was a real and true nail biter you know it was just so back and forth I was obsessed with that fight it was Tremendous, tremendous work, tremendous work from Earthman. Um, then we have Trinaldo versus Dwight Grant, and 
I think the taken point was fair. He kicked Dwight's jewels right up into his body and then nearly skewered his eye. So I think it was more than fair. Um, it sucked to see him win. You know, someone with his length of experience, I don't think should be making these mistakes. Can you hear my air quotes around mistakes? It's just annoying, you know, but it is what it is. He won. Um, and then we have Alex Caceres versus Seung Woo Choi. <sighs> First of all, Mr. Choi, hi. Second of all, <laughs> I love Caceres. I think he's the coolest cat. Um, you know, Choi caught Alex with a crazy shot to sit him down. Uh, but then that like illegal knee really just squashed the momentum, obviously. I love both these guys. And for me, I don't know about you guys, but it was just a really good, like feel good fight for me. I thoroughly enjoyed this whole, that whole entire fight. An amazing submission from Alex. He really tied it up with like a nice, silent, cute bow. <laughs> and he really just puts on really masterful performances. And I don't know why his hype isn't bigger. I absolutely think his hype should be way bigger than it is, but it is what it is. Um, next, obviously, um, well, I won't say obviously because I'm not really gonna go over the co-main event. <sighs> you know, sue me. Um, I'm going to jump into Marvin Vittori versus Paolo Costa. And just like with the Aspen Lat situation, I actually, you know, I take that back. I am, I am actually going to give a little bit about my opinion on Paolo Costa, just not as in-depth as I would like to. I want you guys to let me know if you want me to start really sinking my opinion down into the depths <laughs> because boy do I have some um so let's just go ahead and start with the actual fight briefly um I'm surprised at how much speed uh Vittori was able to have at that weight I think he performed marvelously considering the circumstances and I think it just shows that his technical ability has progressed rapidly and it really shined through in that fight I think even even more so because of the accentuating circumstances <laughs> I think he shined even through all of that um Costa you know lackluster performance and I hate to say things like that because I'm not in a position to judge these fighters at all um you know I can just only give my opinion as a fan would um and the kind of fan I am, like that's all. That's all I can do. That's all you guys can really ask of me. Um, especially, you know, I'm not affiliated with anyone officially, so uh, I thought the performance was lackluster. And I think it even just like it did with Vittori, how the situation amplified Vittori's um, highlights. In the situation dimmed and or not even dimmed it, it put it even more of a damper on his performance. Um, he should have been able to go out there and squash Marvin, but he didn't and he couldn't. And, um, you know, I'll just go ahead and just give my, my frank opinion. The, the weight cut thing was a disaster. It was so unprofessional and I'm, I'm not in the slightest bit surprised <laughs> by Paula's unprofessionalism, you know, I, I don't want to completely hash out everything now, but I think that praising Marvin 
through these circumstances it should be the main goal because if someone is not going to respect their opponent if they're not going to respect the organization they fight for if they're not going to respect the sport as as a whole then you know just let them kind of like sink into the shadows and let guys like Vittori really shine through and I think that Marvin allowed himself to do just that he he was professional you know he was flexible and he made himself available to to keep this fight on and he deserves every cent that was forfeit by paulo and i'm so excited to see what marvin's able to do next i think that he had an excellent show of how much he'd improved his cardio was great his his striking was great you know just everything that he did as a whole was on point and i think that that should be the main focus and he absolutely deserves whatever spotlight he he gets from the situation for sure and paulo deserves none <laughs> so that's all i have for today you guys thank you again for your patience with me if you're a returning listener oh, that sounds so weird if you're hanging out with me again on this podcast I'm so thankful for you and if you put your friends on to me and they are like hey she's not posting I'm so sorry I'm so sorry um things have been kind of kind of rough but they I um am back to doing something that is really comforting to me and thank you so much for being a part of that and continue just showing your support I appreciate every bit um, I appreciate all your, your feedback and when you guys message me about the fights on Fight Nights that it brightens my day. So again, thank you guys so much and I will talk to you next time.